Hey Tea Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be talking about all of the trending topics this week in this all tea episode. So we're doing this week's topics, last week's topics, all the hot topics. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. Okay, T Crew, you asked for it, and the majority of you wanted an all T episode, so that's what we're doing today. And let's just get right into it because we have two weeks worth of topics. I missed you guys. I can't wait to jump into this tea. So the mug is ready. Let's do it. So the first one Drake versus Kanye. Drake and Kanye have added to their three or four year feud and it all started when you know Kanye came to Drake or Drake came to Kanye we don't know the way that it went but they were going to be um Kanye was going to be mentoring Drake and really helping him take his music to the next level and in doing this you know Drake shared with Kanye that he was a new father now people had speculated this information but because his child's mother lived in France and there was so much going on like nobody really knew if Drake was a dad or not and basically when the Pusha T beef came up Kanye disclosed that to Pusha T and Pusha put it in a disc and it was like a whole thing because the only way that you know, they knew that Drake had a child was via Kanye. And I think Drake felt like that was below the belt for him to be talking about his son. And I guess he never thought he would take it that far. Kanye to this day denies that he's the person that leaked it. Drake says he told very few people in the industry and he's almost a hundred percent certain that the leak came from Kanye or his camp. So fast forward to this recent event now drake did a song with trippy red that just came out on his album that was released on friday where drake is allegedly talking about people that he's beefing with in the song and it's a sneak diss to kanye as he mentions age on the track saying that you know these people are old they're dusty they're washed up they're 45 44 to 45 now kanye west is 44 years old so he immediately snapped to his group chat with include that includes Pusha T and he's like oh you know basically saying it's over for Drake now he should have never spoke on me and um you know he actually screenshotted his own group chat that he's in with his other artists Pusha T and some others and he put it on his Twitter and so basically Kanye dry snitched on himself that he knew that the lyric was about him and, you know, that it was over for Drake at this point that Drake was not going to get any more, you know, any more passes from him that he's coming for him. So then just this morning, um, Kanye like posted and deleted a location in Canada that is rumored to be one of Drake's homes. So apparently Drake was not in this um, Canadian residence when this was posted, but Kanye posted what looked like to be Drake's address. And um, Drake then posted a short video laughing about the situation. Like he wasn't worried about it. He wasn't even at the house. And I guess, you know, he felt like with the security that I have at the house, there's nothing that could happen to me. But it was really weird. So, I mean, I felt like to sum all this up, the whole thing with him exposing his child and stuff like that. I mean, 
when it comes to battles, nothing is off the table. I've heard people insult people's mothers. I've heard people come for wives, girlfriends, everything, children. I mean, I didn't think that that was oh so below the belt. And it wasn't like he was saying anything about the child. It was just like a reveal of a secret, I guess, that Drake wasn't ready to have the world know. But a couple months later, I think after that, he put out an album and he did the whole, I was hiding my child. I wasn't hiding my child from the world. I was hiding the world from my child or whatever the case. So it ended up being fine. So why they're still beefing and why Drake decided to put that in a recent song, I don't know, but he is coming out with an album. So I feel like all of this is always motivated around albums and stuff like that. When do you ever see Drake coming after somebody out of the blue? You just never see it unless he's about to drop an album. And I think he's about to drop an album. And what I also think is that, um, you know, Donda was supposed to come out weeks ago. It still hasn't came out. And I believe that normally... Um, whether the artists like each other or not, they try to space the releases between other people's releases, other stars or people that are in the same category as them, you know, hip hop or R&B, pop, whatever, so they can get the best record sales possible. So if he were to have to go head to head with the Donda record, that would be a lot more stressful than just putting out his album after the record's been out for three or four weeks and it's probably charted and now it's cooling off chart wise. So, you know, Drake had to do that. And then now he's kind of going back and forth when he's going to release his album. And it really seems like with Kanye going back and forth with his album release dates, we may be getting Drake's album and Kanye's album on the same week or within weeks of each other. And I think that frustrated Drake as well because he wants to put out his music with the best chance of charting. And I don't really think Kanye cares about that kind of thing, but his team does. So (laughs) now they're going back and forth because of that. I mean, I think this is a great feud for hip hop. I think they're both too sophisticated, grounded, um, elevated, all those words to ever bring it to violence. So I feel like this will be the perfect rap beef. I would love to see him do a versus. People are saying that it would never happen. I don't think it would, but I would love to see a Kanye Drake versus. I think that would be amazing. I think Kanye feels, of course, that he's above Drake, but I feel like hit for hit, they could definitely do it because, you know, Kanye is taking some years off and it seems like everything that Drake puts out is flames. So he would definitely have enough hits to compete. I'd, I'd like to see it. So, I mean, I'm hoping nothing bad happens. I hope he's not dropping any more addresses. I know we know Kanye. We know you know where Drake lives. Please stop dropping his address. It's a security concern and we don't want to see anything bad happen. But as far as a musical feud, I'm all the way here for that. And I hope it does happen. Um, And they can go toe to toe. Whose album sells more? Be that'd be interesting to see, right? All right, let's go to the next topic, baby bumping. So there's been some pregnancies that have been shaking the world. The first of which Kylie and Travis are expecting their second child and Stormy is going to be a big sister. So we all know Kylie pulled some magic tricks basically to hide her first pregnancy. Nobody knew she was pregnant. She had selfies and 
all types of content provided for like nine months. So no one, you know, she could continue to post every day and no one would realize that she was pregnant until she released her video with her baby. That was adorable. Um, where she like shared her pregnancy in like a crazy epic way. Well, this time she was not quick enough for TMZ or she just let it slip and a bump was seen. And of course they're going to report it. So now we all know that Kylie is expecting her second child with Travis Scott. Um, I guess the couple's been back together for a while now. It, it seemed like they were back together, but in like an open relationship context, um, but Kylie denied that. She said they're not an open relationship. So I guess it's a regular relationship. <laughs> now they're going to be having their second child. So congrats to them. Um, you know, I feel bad for her. Her ninja moves did not work this time like it did in her last pregnancy. But either way, you know, you can always do your bump. And I know her bump pictures and her pregnancy pictures and her photo shoots are going to be amazing. And maybe this time she wanted to be able to share more of her pregnancy journey when she was hiding it. She was able to like shock everybody with that awesome video. But then it's also kind of like, you don't get to go through the phases of like, I'm two months, I'm four months or whatever that is. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I don't really know, but I can imagine that that's something that moms like to do. So now she can do that. All right, and the next baby bump in, whew, now this one also shocked the world. Fallon, um, now I think she's going by Pina, and Jalen Banks revealed that they are pregnant about four months. And um, Portia's vindicated, y'all. <laughs> Portia is vindicated. When I saw that Fallon had posted on her Facebook channel, so let's back up a little bit, right? So after the divorce was finalized, Fallon then came out literally the week after and, you know, talked about she's making a Facebook, I mean, a YouTube channel, her and her boyfriend, Jalen, that she now is admitting that she's with there. That's all out on the table. And then fans started alleging that she was eight to nine months pregnant. So Fallon actually showed her belly. She showed that she's only about four to five months pregnant. Yet and still, people roasted um, Portia and Simon for announcing their engagement when right around the time that Portia announced, maybe about two or three weeks later, Fallon was pregnant. So this is what I think. I mean, everybody has their own opinions. We can only speculate. We weren't in the room. But I really feel like Fallon and um, Jalen have been together for a lot longer than what they're saying. Now, she's saying now that... Yes, he traveled with us in 2018 and 2019, but he was just a friend at that time. He was a really good supportive friend. And over time, it blossomed into a relationship. Simon is saying that they had a relationship the entire time, right under his nose and behind his back. And I will say, preceding everything else, that is wildly disrespectful on Fallon's part. Okay, this man is letting him sleep over, stay over, be in their house, assuming that he's like a friend of the family and you guys were in a relationship. So I feel like that is pretty foul on her part. All right, now let's get into Simon's behind, right? So Simon basically got wind of the situation that was going on between Fallon and Jalen. Now, do I feel like Simon's hands are clean? Absolutely not. He's super rich, he's powerful. 
He lives in um, Atlanta and I feel like he was out doing his thing too. And I feel because he knew about the situation with his wife, he felt like he had a free card or it could have went the other way. He started cheating and then she started cheating because he was never coming home and stuff like that. I believe some of the stuff that she said in her interview with Adam that she was basically saying, you know, I was living by myself. I was living alone. He was never here. And before I knew it, I was getting divorce papers because let's face it, people have non-conventional marriages and relationships just because she was seeing somebody else and she knew he was seeing somebody else. She could have still been blindsided with the news of a divorce. And then of course, blindsided again, that is somebody on the cast of Real Housewives that he now with so I don't think that all that was a lie I know I saw some comments of people like oh how dare she sit up there and cry when she was in another relationship with somebody else but you know who's to say they just didn't have their little side pieces but they always came back to each other as a married couple people live weird y'all we don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. Everybody lives in their own way. I shouldn't even say it's weird. Everybody lives in their own way and how they want to. You know what I mean? So we don't we don't know. We weren't in the room. We don't know how they're the confines of their relationship. So she could have been blindsided, you know, and so could have Simon when he realized that she was having a relationship with Jalen. Well, anyway, to wrap everything up, Fallon says she's not eight to nine months pregnant, meaning that she had filed for divorce before her pregnancy, that she is four to five months pregnant. Anybody could have seen it coming. Um, I knew they were in a relationship. You could just kind of tell how defensive she was and how he was deleting stuff off of his page. They were trying to make it seem a way that it just wasn't. You know, once Simon put the pieces together, it was kind of just out there. But I'm happy that, you know, Portia's vindicated with Fallon's pregnancy. It kind of shows that she had already been moving on and so whoever her ex-husband was with is who he's with could she have found somebody else sure but I feel like this vindicates Portia a lot because he was def she was definitely living that single life if she's already pregnant by this man and apparently so was Simon so best of luck to all of them I guess this puts a nice little cap on the saga um i doubt anything else could happen because it's gotten so wild already but if it does we will report on it all right so let's move on to the next topic only fans to switch its platform motivation so everybody knows only fans we did a big episode on only fans you guys really liked it um and people were commenting on that episode like oh i'm you know i'm I want to know more information about it. I, you know, thinking about getting into it for people that are like adult entertainers or models or whatever the case, just, you know, in a pandemic, trying to figure out what they were going to do for a stream of income. And a lot of people looked at that episode as a resource. So I was really happy about that. But now OnlyFans is switching its platform motivation and it is banning nudity um, starting very soon, October 1st. So OnlyFans really picked up popularity in the pandemic when creators realized that their um, business model was really, really lucrative and it could really help creators to make a lot of money. You know, adult creators at the time, they weren't able, you know, people that worked in clubs, they weren't able to work in their clubs. They weren't able to 
you know, see their regulars and, and, you know, post their content that they would sometimes shoot content in the club and post it and stuff like that. So it really threw a wrench in their industry as far as being able to get out there and make that money live. So OnlyFans kind of became like a, um, a way for them to make money. In the meantime, celebrities came in and they started to see how much money they could make in OnlyFans um, by, you know, employing some of the adult entertainers, by employing bathing suit bikini models or people trying to break into the industry and having them work with them and then putting their star name behind it. One of them most famously is Tyga and we'll get to what his response was later. But he basically started like an agency where it's like, you know, you come work with me, I'll blow you up, I'll put you in videos with me and other famous women. And so your profiles will begin to make money and will manage you like an agency, like take some off the top and you, you get the rest of your profits. So people were really, you know, using this as a way to sustain themselves in a global pandemic. And before them you know, sex workers, people in the adult industry, they had used OnlyFans to kind of reach out to their fans. Their personal subscription videos and exclusive content, similar to Patreon, where it's all behind a paywall, but you can buy into different membership categories to get different videos, live shows, and perks and stuff like that. And this was really helping them to be able to reach out to their fans when sets were closed, when they couldn't do photo shoots. It's like with the world closing down, OnlyFans is something that you could stream, shoot, curate in your own home, put it out there for your fans and still receive your monthly payouts. So basically OnlyFans like exploded overnight in the pandemic while it was successful before it really exploded in the pandemic and so they realized they could make more money if they go mainstream now only fans had talked about this for a while how the platform wasn't being used for what it was designed for and they kind of wanted to switch it out but you know while it was making millions and trillions of dollars for them they literally said you know nothing they were happy to receive this kind of bump um in the popularity of OnlyFans like they absolutely were happy to receive it only when they started getting investors that had problems with the morality and like we don't want to be the biggest um you know, sex subscriber out there, like a porn hub or something like that. They want to be known for other things. And they are in, you know, they're a, they're a company that's saying we can make more money if we can tone down the perception of OnlyFans. And I just feel like it's such a big gamble for them business-wise because they've carved out such a niche in, um, in this market. But at the same time, it's like morality always wins out. If you want to be that business that is for all people, like we were talking about in the YouTube episode, you got to be more family friendly and you got to apply to kids. It's crazy how every content is now moving into that vein because that's where the money is. They don't want anything that's explicit. They don't want anything they have to put a rating over because it blocks, you know, 65% of the audience. Whereas if it could be for families, if it could be for kids, it'll definitely, you know, up your revenue. So that's what OnlyFans are going to do. So back to Tyga, he created his own platform called MyStar. 
if you want to look into it, it's in the link. Um, it's in the link in his bio and he's basically started his own platform where he says, you're going to make more money on my platform. We're going to, you know, boost your, boost your appearance, boost your popularity, boost the amount of times you're shown on the site. And, um, we're going to make you famous and we're going to make you money. Those are his promises. So we'll see what my star ends up, um, turning out like, all right, we're going to go to the next topic. Okay, Lizzo has been slammed um, and body shamed for her video Rumors with Cardi B. So Lizzo just put out a new video called Rumors. It features Cardi B and it has like a Grecian theme. They're in all gold. It's really gorgeous. Like I think she had a Guinness World Book record for the length of her braid. She had these long flowing braids like on the floor circling her. It was just visually a very beautiful video the song's okay too it's not my favorite but it's an okay song pretty catchy but in the comments people were just attacking Lizzo for her size and this is not the first time that this has happened to her but you know she went live and she was pretty transparent with her friends with her friends her followers and supporters and she just let them know like this is the body shaming that I deal with every time I release a project And I just, it just hit me to my core. It's like, she's so talented. She plays so many instruments. She writes her own music. You know, she arranges everything. She, you know, she just started the video from scratch and thought of a concept. And it's like, she's just so talented and all people can see is her body. And I really felt like on the heels of Sweetie literally releasing a McDonald's meal, people want to say it's about health, but it's about bodies right nobody wants to see large bodies nobody wants to see people that are quote-unquote overweight or whatever living their best lives and really feeling able and confident to do whatever they want and wear whatever they want people have such a problem with that and I just don't understand it it's like you don't have to put it on like why are you so concerned with the clothing that people put on their larger bodies it is insane to me um, and that's no disrespect to sweetie. We talked about her meal. I'm excited for her. I'm glad that she's partnering with McDonald's. I know she's going to make tons of money off of it, but it's like, she's literally doing a live feed, eating some of the most unhealthy food in the world, fast food with tons of sauce and ketchup on it. Nobody says anything. Lizzo literally breathes and they're like, you lose weight. You're too fat. Stop wearing that. What is wrong with people? I need everybody to take a chill pill. If you literally don't want to see the video don't watch the video but to go on the video just to make this woman feel bad about herself is just insane stop with the hate comments people just stop stop hate commenting stop going on to people's content just so you can hate on it it's really really weird and we don't need that (laughs) all right let's go into the next topic the crate challenges (laughs) So if you've been above ground the last couple of days, there have been crate challenges sweeping all the hoods all over America. People are stacking up uh, storage crates into pyramids and trying to run up, <laughs> trying to run over them, trying to run over the pyramids for cash prizes. So it looks like, you know, they're trying to create a viral challenge. It definitely went viral. 
Um, and so they're just stacking all the crates. And even though they're little boxes, like some are weaker than others and whatever, and like some are older. So you just never know if you're going to make it to the other side. And it looks like they just go around and collect two or $3 from every person so that the person that actually makes it across wins a nice little cash prize and people are betting different amounts or whatever, what have you. It's just a really funny to watch, but I'm not going to lie. Like that's that hard plastic. If you ever seen those crates that they're talking about, just go in and do hashtag crate challenge and I'm sure you'll see it. But that's that hard plastic and you see people falling head first, like stomach first, neck first. It's just, it looks so crazy. I'm just like, ooh, every time I see it, it just like gives me chills because some people really make it, but other people really face plant right into like a full crate. I saw somebody fall into an actual crate. They were like walking up, (laughs) dropped, the whole row fell, and then they fell face first into an actual crate. It was crazy. It looked so painful. Please don't try it. I mean, if you're going to watch other people do it and snicker like I've been doing, then do that. But don't try it because it looks really dangerous, y'all. I don't want anybody in the T crew to get hurt. (laughs) So don't do it. Oh my God. All right. Let's go on to the next topic. Um, cause I like, you know, that we have an all tea episode. I can kind of give you guys more of the tea. Normally I like cut my comments off, but today it's like, why not? You know, it's an all tea episode and I'm gonna go into these topics. I'm gonna dive into these topics. I'm gonna tear into these topics just for y'all. <laughs> All right, so the next one, um, Amber Rose blasts her ex-boyfriend A.E. and said that he cheated on her with over 12 women. A.E. went live the very next day and, you know, he basically confirmed that he has cheated on her. It's who he is as a person, quote unquote. And he also said Amber is still her best, still his best friend. Now, the two share a child together And Amber basically said she's rebuilding her life after being in love with a narcissist. She has scheduled her slut walk for 2022, which is basically just a walk that promotes um, women being able to dress however they want, act however they want without, you know, getting violence and negative reaction from society and men in particular. So I'm glad that she's doing that again, because I feel like those kind of that thing that those kind of things raise awareness. And I think she had a really good thing going. I know in a pandemic, it wasn't safe, but that they're able to do a safe version of it um, in the year 2022 makes me really happy that she's getting back to her goals and the things that she was doing. I just found it to be so disgusting when AE went live and basically confirmed that he had slept with these women and he didn't say 12, he didn't give a number, but he basically was like, you know, I've cheated. I got caught. And it was just so nonchalant. And I remember them as a couple and I was thinking like, oh, wow, I'm like happy for her. You know, things didn't work out with Wiz Khalifa. Um, She said that he had cheated and they you know, outside of whatever they were comfortable doing, he was still hooking up with other women. So I felt for her in that moment. And I was like, oh man, cause they had such a cute little son together. And now she has another cute little son with somebody else. And here he is, you know, her quote unquote life partner acting this way. And I just didn't like the way he was so like cool, calm and collected about 
hurting her and like breaking her down as a person. It's gotta be the hardest thing as a, you know, longtime girlfriend and mother to be texting back women that don't even know your man and basically being like, yeah, I know you slept with him. Like she just, the things that she put herself through in this relationship, like I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad she exposed it for what it was so she can just move on with her life and co-parent, but nobody deserves that. And I didn't like the way he acted like he didn't really seem to care when she was talking about how it broke her and how she didn't want to talk about it. But now she's like talking about it because she doesn't want to suffer in silence and stuff like that. You know, it's just, how can you say that somebody's your best friend? Even whatever else he said about her, he said, that's still my best friend. I love her to death. How could that be your best friend? That's how you treat your best friend. We got to do better. That's trifling. I'm not with that. It's not okay. All right. And we have already come to the very last topic. No pun intended. Shikari Richardson has finished last in the Pundane Classic 100 meters. She competed against her would-be competitors for the Olympics. Now, if you don't remember, Shikari was uh, tested in for the Olympic trials as the fastest woman in the world. And um, after testing positive for cannabis, specifically marijuana, she was not um, allowed to compete in the Olympics. And this was supposed to be her redeeming race. She ran and she did not finish um, first. She actually ended up finishing last, unfortunately. And the Jamaica team finished first, second, and third. I'm not sure if it was the same order as the Olympics, but they all finished first, second, and third. And then um, Shikari ended up withdrawing from the 200 meter of the same classic. What do I think about it? Honestly, I I feel as though her comments after the race are what athletes say, right? She's still on the track. Her adrenaline is still pumping. She still believes that she's the fastest in the world. And it just wasn't what was resulted on the track that day. But, you know, she still believed in herself enough to be like, you know, I'm going to get back in the lab and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to, you know, this is the last you're going to see me and all this stuff. I feel like that kind of confidence is needed. And I also feel like if you ever competed in something um, where you have all that adrenaline coursing through your body, it's definitely not uncommon to to come off and still have that like runner's high. That's what I kind of think it was. She was just so hyped, even though she didn't win. She had just put forth all that energy and they grab you as soon as you get off the track. So she had to say something. And I think that's what she said. Um, and I believe the, the Jamaican women that commented and also, you know, just the things they said, they had every right to say what they said. They won the Olympics. They won here. They're the fastest in the world right now. And, you know, that's that. Now, what I didn't really appreciate were people kind of coming after Shikari. I mean, yes, her comments were kind of bold, the things that she said, but we have to remember that she's still just a baby. She's very young. And she just had a lot of things taken away from her. So for the simple fact that she's still running and not in a depression somewhere, you know, I'm happy for her. And I hope that she can train, really put her talent to work and, you know, get back out there and do the damn thing, you know, get back out there and work hard and let your talent show on the track, less on the microphone, more on the track. 
You know what I mean? That's what I want to see from her. But I'm glad that she's still running. I'm glad that Nike is still rocking with her. And I can't wait to see what she does next. I think she will do more things in the future. But, you know, you can never go wrong when you're humble, right? If she would have been humble, she would have had more people on her side. But I felt that way before I read this article about silencing or how people kind of relate to powerful black women. And if that would have been a man and he would have said that, it would have been so expected from everyone, right? He lost, he was last, but at the same time, he still has so much confidence and, you know, still believes in himself to the next race will be his best race. When she was kind of saying that it was like, people were like, here she goes. She's still talking because that's the kind of box that we put black women in. So it's like, we have to recognize, we have to recognize that too. When we see it, that we, even black women, we've been kind of taught that that's how we relate to each other you know, much less how other people relate to us. So the least we could do is have each other's back. You know what I mean? And we wish her the best. All right, guys, this has been our all tea episode. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering the NFL, the Olympics and the NBA. So let's get started with the NFL. NFL running back Deion Lewis recently announced his retirement from the NFL after 10 seasons. The 30-year-old running back was a member of the 2017 New England Patriots team that won Super Bowl 51. Now let's move to the Olympics. The United States won the most medals with 113. The country that came in second place was Japan with 88 medals. Now let's move to the NBA. Houston Rockets guard Jalen Green will miss the remainder of the NBA Summer League due to a right hamstring injury. Green was the number two pick in this year's draft and was averaging 20.3 points a game in the three Summer League games that he played in. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an awesome week. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank everyone again for listening and sharing the podcast, especially while I was on vacation. Um, To still do great numbers when I didn't have a chance to really promote the episode is amazing. And I really appreciate you guys for listening every week. Um, As everyone knows, there's been tons of tragedies and terrible events all across the world the last couple weeks and while this is a fun podcast and we don't really talk about those kind of things there are some fundraisers in my stories I'm going to keep reposting them throughout the week so if there's a fundraiser that you'd like to donate specifically or if you just want to read up on some of the things that have been happening and then donate please do the donation links will be in my tea talk with Shah 
Instagram and I'll see if I can also post them in the Tea Talk with Shaw Facebook page, but they'll definitely be on the Instagram. So go ahead and donate if you can. If not, just share if you can and spread awareness about what's going on around the world globally. As always, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.